Welcome to Wednesday Comics. Brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com and Supercon 2018, Return of the Con. Keep turning those pages. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, there is the eBay loser himself, Alex. How you doing? Hello, everybody. <laughs> that cross <laughs> me. Funko Pop himself, Garrett. How you doing? I'm doing like vinyl. And here I am, Digital Marvin. Uh, we are the Wednesday Comics podcast. Uh, we tell you about the comic books. Well, we're not telling you about the comics coming out. That's the forecast. This is about reviewing those comic books and letting you know what we think. Also, on this week's show, at the end, a bunch of news. Uh, we couldn't think of what to talk about for the free talk, so we were going to make it a new segment instead. So we will jump right into reviews first. But, Alex, I just wanted to briefly, since I called you an eBay loser, just so everybody knows, uh, can you tell them that story? Okay, so quick thing. I want to get the Marvel Legends uh, Craven the Hunter with the rhino leg in it. I put my top bid at 42, so when it got to 43, I had 52 seconds left. Right when I put, it was literally... It was like a, a slow motion, and my finger was going to push confirm at forty six dollars, and I was going to win, and uh, my phone died on me. No, so I had to start it back up, and by the time I got it back up, it was gone. It was done. Wow. Well, there he is. Uh, so you charge your phone, buddy. Mm. It's a piece of shit. eBay loser himself. Uh, if anybody has any connections and get can get Alex one of those, uh, let us know. Uh, he's willing to pay top dollar, uh, up to a thousand dollars. I heard. Or 42. <laughs> or 42. No, he said 46. He was going to go 46. 46 yeah. plus shipping and handling was $8. So. Wow. So you heard her here first. Oh, wait, bucks 40, is that bad. $54. Are those uh, legends, are they heavy? Or is it pretty light? They're about six inch tall toy. But they, they come with, what is it, build a figure? Yeah, they so come with one, one that, piece like, of the line to build a bigger figure. Like this one was going to build Rhino. There's one that builds Lizard. If you do the movie for Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, it actually makes um, just the bigger wings that Vulture had. Mm. See, I did that with Batman Dark Knight Rises. I got the entire line and got the bat signal out of it. Oh, You'd cool. uh, take your figures out of the box? No. And show them off? Nope. You got to build Rhino. Yeah, but I, you know, I would, that's what I was thinking when you are like, you got to build it. I'd want to build Rhino, but then I'd also be like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I would have the whole thing and like, because Craven the Hunter... Um, Chameleon, Scout, Spider. It's like all these characters are great. I wouldn't mind broadcasting them and having the whole set, but I wouldn't make. Maybe you just put them on your wall, like where they would be anatomically. Yeah. So you would have it. You wanted it to build. The f- so why didn't you want to buy this one? It come with the, the build feature stuff. If you're not gonna open the box, that is kind of weird. Yeah, but if I'm gonna spend the money to get it, I want the box. I want the whole thing. Hmm. I mean, Do you take your uh, Funko Pops out of the box? Uh, oh, I. I get what you guys are saying. Yeah, I would never buy a collectible, just the collectible without the box, but I would have no problem taking it out of the box. No, oh, okay. So all of that one you were showing him was out of the box already? No, no that the, one the, I have in the box, but I have no problem taking those out of the box. No, I mean the... The three-pack that yeah, he yeah. showed me? Oh, yeah. They literally... They didn't take the figure out. They just took the legs out and the arms out. They took for, the rhino piece out. Because oh, they, they do want to get... Like, box. all three of those characters I want to get. Right. But I want, I want mine to be 100% complete. I still want to have that part. I have a few Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. Keep them at work, just on my desk. I mean, they're not that many. I got Ric Flair. It's me and him, so I know I'm... the uh, nature boy. Yeah, of course. I'm going to be wheeling dealing. and I got to have the guy in front of me. Uh, and he's in this sweet little uh, pink suit, glasses, sunglasses, and he's got the title around uh, on his shoulder. Of course. 
And um, I got a figure from Rainbow Six. And I got um, somebody else. I forgot. Don't you have Robin? Oh, that, I get that to Jack. Okay. That's Jack's. So. Well, I didn't know if you kept it. And you had it uh, I was named Grayson. I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get all those Grayson figures. And uh turns out there's only like four of them. I thought there was more, but I guess not. Hmm. Uh, I wish they would release a Grayson from the Grayson uh Oh, dude, that'd be a spy. Yeah. yeah, when he's a spy. That would be excellent. But they only had like Batman 88, the animated series, or, like original Robin, and then they had Nightwing. No, so they only have a Nightwing? So he has those. Why don't they, they make have a, a couple different versions of Nightwings, though, don't they? Do they? They should have read I've only seen one. in a blue. Mm-hmm. I've only and seen the blue. An, and they should have an animated series of it, too. Of Nightwing? Of Nightwing. He's in the animated series? He is. Batman and Robin Adventures? You know what? That's what oh, actually, uh, subscribe to this DC Universe now so I could go relive that because I think we learned in a very early podcast that I think I've only seen, ever seen the food, uh, first two series over and over again. That's too bad. Because I think that's when I was alive when it was coming out. And you were I think, alive then? Now you're dead? Uh, <laughs> moron. I mean, I was a kid when it was coming out. And uh, I just was like, I used to watch it like as it came out. Moron. And I think I just stopped watching it. Uh, I, I had a thing, but is that appropriate for a kid? What three years old? Batman. Sure. What do you think I watched? The first episode is uh, that would explain that bat, a lot. Bat. God, that's great! I love that. That's what a is way to scary? break into a show. Like that's a that's an amazing episode. I showed him Justice League, and that was fine. But also, I feel like that's tamer than Batman. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so when you get to Volume Four, that's it's a little more gritty. A Batman? Yes, animated series. That's. Volume 4 is a little more darker than what you're used to. All right, all right. Uh, also, Swamp Thing came out this week. These guys saw it, but uh, uh, we're going to tease. Uh, there might be someone coming out of that. So uh, look uh, at this feed for a possibility that we might uh, talk about it when it's all said and done. By the way, actually, Doom Patrol, have you watched it? Mm-hmm. Oh, pretty good. It's really? really good. Yep. Are you all the way caught up? Uh, no, I've watched like, the beginning part, but okay. uh, I really like it a lot. Thanks. Brandon Frazier? That'll be fun. The man's back. He's fucking good. He's good. I never thought he was bad. No, I know he's back. I said right. No, I get it. That's what I'm just saying. He's good. Yeah, yeah. But he's but he's just saying I never thought he was bad. But I know what he's saying because I say he's good. And he's like I don't think he was ever bad. I just meant that. Uh, it's good, he's kind of good, forget he's when somebody he's gone for a while and yeah, they he's come been, back. He's, he has been acting for. Bedazzled. You ever seen that movie? Yes. Hell it's yeah. Funny. But the only reason I watched it is because of Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, Cocaina. <laughs> Vanessa? <laughs> oh, I love that fucking movie. Here we go. This is Heroes in Crisis number uh, nine. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom King and um, Clayman? Clayman and Tom Umori, or how you say that? Yes. Who knows? Uh, this is the uh, final issue of Tom King's Heroes in Crisis, the uh, story where a bunch of people want to get help uh, because it's hard being a superhero. And then it turns out that uh, Wally just wants to fucking kill them all and uh, <laughs> plan a murder that doesn't fucking matter. Here, how do you guys like? Oh, this? good. I, hopefully, the way you just talked about it is how you how we all felt about this. Uh, I I hated this. Um, story wise, I know I get what Tom King was trying to say, but you know how we talk about if a book can't stick the landing, um, it crash landed. This and, ran into the cliff. Yeah, no survivors, and the forest caught on fire after it fell. Like this book opens with past Wally trying to kill a version of future Wally to have a body for the scene of when Wally kills everybody because he has a little speed force spasm um, because everything that's going wrong with him. Um, And I was kind of explaining, I was talking to Alex a little bit. I don't think the speed force, yes, it can be used externally as a force, 
But I don't think it's something like if you rage out that you lose control of the speed force. Like, I've always imagined that the speedsters use the speed force, not that they, like, oh, I'm in a bad mood, so now you all get electrocuted. Cause I I'm assume pissed. they could harness it, but it's not their power to have. Right. It's not like the Incredible Hulk, that when he gets overly angry or all of a sudden spastic, he hulks out. You don't just flash right. out. So, I don't know. There's a lot of things that I just didn't think made sense. Well, I, I mean, <clears throat> if you go back to like our earlier reviews, especially me, like the first, I would say like three or four, I'd be like, he's setting up for something. And nothing ever fucking came out of it. Yeah. Like Harley Quinn, Mercy beats Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. I was like, I bet you anything it's not Harley Quinn. I guess it was. The whole yeah. time. She's just OP And now. she's not, like, she doesn't, She didn't have anything that made her strong or anything like that. It just was her. And I was like, okay. And then there's a part where they show, like, all the people who've been in a sanctuary, and there's a lot of villains showing up, and they would say weird stuff, being like, oh, I think they're involved. Turns out not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, all this stuff being yeah. like, and I, it actually, what you said, actually, is when I read it, I, I thought the same thing, and that's what I was going to bring up in this review, is that we talk all the time about execution. The idea for Heroes in Crisis and what he wants to say is actually pretty great. And actually, at the beginning, when it was more of an idea, we didn't actually mm-hmm. see how it was going to fully uh, play out. I think I thought it was great. That's why we enjoyed it so much, because the possibility there was fantastic. And I think throughout this X series, the one great thing, the art's always been great, I think, from the first issue to this one. Uh, this issue, actually, it looks beautiful. Um, but execution-wise, story-wise, it doesn't mean, like... It, you made it overly complicated. You turn like you turn it into like this murder mystery for no reason. I feel like there could have been a compelling story just at what, what sanctuary that could have propelled this series. Not a mystery murder who done it. Well, let's I mean, try like, to explain it. it. Even if you think about it like this, it's like Wally's like I wanted to do this so that like he said he accidentally killed him. Right, that was an accident. But then he set it up as like a fake murder, so that way. Uh, Superman would have to uh, like come out and say, "Hey, this is we have a sanctuary, and this is what happened there." And he leaked all the tapes because of that, because he wanted people to be aware of it, so they know that superheroes also suffer, and that way people would get like an awareness, right? And yeah. but I thought the whole time I was like, "And you couldn't just went to a fucking newspaper and like here's my expose, like there's no. a sanctuary. Why does why do people have to die? Why do you have to blame?" Booster and Harley Quinn, and they almost got fucking killed. Or not killed, I guess they wouldn't have been killed, but they fought Superman on them because they thought it was them. And those two fought each other. I guess they almost killed each other. Uh, but like all this stuff happened, and at the end, he was like, yeah, I just wanted people to know about this. And I was like, that's the way you want about it? Do you do you ever think in a million years that Wally West, the Flash, the Flash who was the Flash for 30 years, while Barry Allen was stuck in uh, the Speed Force, basically... Whatever in a million years, not only, I mean, yes, he accidentally murdered a shit ton of people. But do you think for a second he's the, his first thought is, oh, I'm going to go cover this up. This and then I'm going to use this to tell a story about uh, heroes that have things they have to work through. Like, never. So not in a million years. When you say it out loud, I go, yeah, no, that doesn't, one, doesn't seem like a hero- heroic thing to do. Right. And in all honesty, he should, you know, it gone to, gone to Barry and gone, okay. I done something horrible, and I didn't mean to do it. I just I lost control. Okay, well we, we can we can work through that. We can talk about that. But the whole reason for everyone needs to know what's going on with us. No one no one gives a shit what's going on with you guys. They think they see you as heroes. They don't want to know that you're weak, and that's the only thing is that it's not necessarily a weakness to have a vulnerability. 
But now all these people know what's going on. They, all these people know that there is a place. Now all the bad guys know. My thing is that it's like logistically doesn't make sense. Why would you tell everyone we have problems? Well, and it's fine for them for people to understand they have problems. Totally get that. But again, that could have been like this whole series had potential to really dive deep into like the heroes' minds, whenever and they're grieving, they're trying to deal with their situations. But it, there's just such a distraction and focus on explaining the reason that Wally had to cover this all up that this series just lost its footing altogether. What I wanted, what I wanted from this book, is I really did just want the the therapeuticness for us. It didn't have to. It just had to have superheroes. They didn't have to do anything heroic. I just wanted to hear Harley Quinn go. You know, I was a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I had my whole life made for me, and I met the Joker, and he ruined my life. And we did get that for that one yeah, issue. I mean, the six. series just have, had good scenes. Had moments that were great. But overall, plot-wise, doesn't make sense. But, as a, but yeah. as a book, that's all I wanted. I didn't need this giant explosion. I wanted to hear about Bluebird and Blue Jay or whatever his name was and go, you know, I don't know anything about this character. What a way to build this character and either being uh, really fun or for me to see that he's a real big douchebag and I should hate him and he's actually going to be a bad guy down the line or give me Kite Man before he died in Batman. Give me other things other than let's see what murder mystery we can come up with that Bruce, Diana, Clark had only the first half to do with it. No offense. No one cared about what Blue Beetle and Booster Gold and Batgirl were doing. And the weird thing with Batgirl and Harley Quinn, never would they ever team up. They would never, and they would never talk to each other like that. They called each other babe or hon or, hey, let's go, sweet thing. Let's go do some stuff. Okay. That's not, that didn't feel legitimately like these characters. Right. Um, remind me if I forgot or something, but Batman and Flash, uh, the Barry Allen Flash, where they were investigating this, did they ever figure out anything? Nope. Because, <laughs> like, Booster figured out that it was five days future flash and then they all figured that out boosters team and at the end they're like batman's coming he saw like we went but if they would have never went in time like had a time travel thing batman and barry would have been there still being like oh, i wonder what fucking happened like that whole storyline yeah. doesn't mean anything like it just wasted basically, time. basically it was just giving tom king a break to go do whatever you wanted to do and we had that little uh mini Four issue yeah mini for yep. what? <laughs> like they weren't basically. Part of the Barry's just pissed that Batman never thought about creating sanctuary, a haven for superheroes that have issues to go through. So yeah, it and it leaves a bad taste in my mouth because like, so when Wally came back in that rebirth special, uh, the eighty-page giant, um, you know, you, everyone's like, "Yes, Wally West is back." Like, think about that character's arc in this. He comes back. His family's all gone. Damien gives him a heart attack. He, oh, that's right. he his kids are chest. missing. His wife doesn't know who he is. Um, every team he joins, he gets kicked off of it or he gets abandoned. He goes to sanctuary, murders a bunch of people, and then he covers it up. Now he's in jail um, probably for a while and he has no chance of redemption. And how's the future flash that's only five days in the future? How's he over it already and like talking the five a younger flash through it and like that last scene yeah like he's I, telling him hey uh you're not alone in this and it's like dude that's you in five days <laughs> so yeah. like well i would see that and be like oh i guess i'm gonna be good because this guy's okay <laughs> he's yeah and some of his advice is plant a flower make sure you plant and then well, poison ivy grows yeah, out of it yeah, and like because she died in the thing yeah and, yeah i don't know it's just bad 
Art Weiss, fantastic. Yeah, art was great. Both people, Mitch Gerets and uh, Clay Man, actually some of the best work I've seen from Clay Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe excited to see what he does in the future. Also, Mitch too. They both kind of stretched what their style was for this book. I did enjoy, even though nothing came out of it, those interview little mm-hmm. uh, nine page grid pages, just because that one was fun. But nothing ever came out of it that meant anything. But that was like the connecting moment for you was getting to see this confessions, and that's what I wanted from this. And then to get this bullshit, I d- it just well, like even that one where like we saw Superman's confession and Batman's confession and Wonder Woman's confession, like nothing ever comes out of that. Yeah, like yeah. I just see and that's it. All right, uh, whatever. So I think I think my problem for this book, and I, it has nothing to do with what the story was, but where were where were the other three? Where are the Trinity at right now? Who's yeah, that's true. They were like a big part in the beginning. Now they're just nowhere to be. They got the shit kicked out of them. Now they're so ashamed that Harley has no powers. Beat them all. Just, yeah, they never come together. And the last thing you see is only Batman and Wonder Woman escorting Wally into prison. That's it. No so, Superman. There's things that this book really, really should have had something better going on. And unfortunately, I feel like we went from Mr. Miracle, what an amazing 12 issue series, right. to this. What a step down. This seems like one that he wanted to write, but didn't have a full plan. He's like, it was like, hey, we'll do, I had the first arc down, and then when we get to the second arc, we'll attack the next step. But then, like, it got too fast, and then it's like, uh, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm not sure yet. I don't know why they chose to somehow rope in that whole story about the murder mystery. Well, yeah, it's, and I wish it never happened. Didn't this start off as a, a seven issue, and then it went yeah, to a nine? Yeah, they made you. Yeah. Okay, so how much was, I want to know if the seven issue run was actually the seven issues we would have gotten or did it get changed because well, we got to blow this bad boy up. It's got to be more than what it looks like. It's got to be more than you can see. I think they changed it when it was on issue four or five. They're like, yeah. we need two more. Okay. So seven probably really was what it was. But if you think about the, there's two issues of Wally contemplating what he did. I wonder if those are the two that added to make it not just seem like, yeah, Wally did this and he fucked up and this is the end of our story. Like, cool. Hope you yeah. enjoyed it. Like he's in prison now. Bye. So, so I think maybe that was it, but, I think even explaining it just makes Wally seem more of like a dumbass and like just so insensitive. Also, it's like at this point, all the series has really done. I think it took uh, something we were really interested in, like the mental health of these characters and almost stepped back in a way. But now it's kind of like we try to do that. And maybe now like they'd be like, oh, look, people don't want to know about that. And maybe we want to get that kind of story in time in the future because of this. But also ruins a character, Wally, mm-hmm. who now kill people and is in jail and it's like dude this guy is the happiest fucking guy yeah he's like fucking he's like the flash who makes jokes uh like this is the flash that's been the flash since uh crisis in the 80s mm-hmm. for a lot of people and like when you we were just talking about that justice League cartoon like he's the flash in that one a lot of people know this character and love this character and now you made him kill a bunch of people for no reason because there's like if it would have paid off in the story fine i would have accepted it and now he's in jail and it's like okay now like we had to go into the dick, dark, dick. <laughs> we had to go into the dark and gritty kind of Wally, and like, oh, he's gonna have problems. It's like, if anything, this should have been the guy that was okay. Yeah. At the end, like. But I think my, maybe my other thought process for it would be is that maybe it makes sense. He really would go down this road. He really would maybe lose control. He really has had kind of a shit life since he's gotten back. Nothing is correct. The only thing he had that was stable was Barry, and Barry is not even who he thinks he. I mean, he is who he thinks he mm-hmm. is. But things have changed. They've all had different lives. He's just trying to figure out how he works in it. And so that would make sense. No, but once again, but he saw himself fighting in the future, and he's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, that guy knows what's up. All of a sudden, he's got all this wisdom <laughs> and how to get past this and all this stuff like that. And it's like, all right, so guys, I think we learned here by killing those people, 
he's okay. I'm but yeah, later, cool. He gets over it's it. Forgiven. And this book should never been about some big mystery plot. It should have been them really diving deep into the sanctuary and I would have liked having to see the, the character story like, like drive working. Yeah, like then right. when they're there and like trying to figure out and like have like Alex was saying, like it really needed to be a drama. For some reason, they thought it needed to be an action book. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there you go. The my I give it a four. Yeah, four sounds about right. Oof. Because the, like art, the was art was really, great. really good. And so even four seems high, but I will agree just for the art's sake. For it the was series overall, I think I'm going to give it a six. Yeah. Because it was strong in the beginning. I like the art throughout. It's just like the last what three issues that I really hate. But I don't. I don't remember the beginning as much as well. I remember. I'm going to give issues. it. I'm going to give it a five. This really was just kind of a generic. Mm-hmm. If you want to get a book, yeah, you can give it a try. Maybe wait and just read on Hoopla. This seems like a book though that somebody might read as a trade afterwards and be like, "Oh, that was okay." But like, like we were roped along for so long, being like, "How's oh, murder mystery?" What and we're kind yeah. of things, and it's like, "Oh, that part really doesn't matter." So mm-hmm. whatever. We knew it was Wally. We thought it was something else. We thought it was a twist. Yeah, right. And basically it was like, nope, that's that's the car. And then when they're like, here's how, why he did it and how he did it, it's like, oh, he didn't mean to. And it, he just yeah. ran and killed people. Like, he literally ran and, like, slugged people in the face. <laughs> well, and the one part where he, like, sets off, it's just, like, the moment that he, like, has his little, ah, it's like... His mind is just racing. Like, okay, maybe we'll get a book of Wally in prison, and it'll it'll be him being haunted by everybody that he's killed. That might be interesting. <laughs> Zatanna comes in. He's in Arkham, right? Or maybe or it's, he in Iron Heights. Or maybe Barry does a little round. He's like, dude, you need to go back in the Speed Force. Like, you fucked up. Like, bye. dude, your dick headbutt. Oh, I, also, yeah, that's you just reminded me of something. When the booster's like, when this is the fucking dumbest part of this whole book. When they're like, I can't go. We can't go back in. Like, uh. Like we, I messed up now because there needs to be a flash body there. I'm not going to kill myself five days oh, in the, the future speed. anymore. Oh, yeah. So then they were like, yeah, like that's what happened with Barry. He he fucked that up, and uh, that's how we got the flashpoint, all this stuff like that. And that's the original reason why my family's gone. He's like, and then Booster's like, no, no, no. We go to the future, we make a fucking clone, we come back, and we drop that off there. And I was like, <laughs> okay. No, he even called it a speed clone. Speed clone. You could speed clone somebody. Yeah. Why was. would you need to speed clone somebody? You have time travel. You could, it could be regular cloning. You could just go back before you blew it up. You know <laughs> you what I missed? clone a baby. He said he didn't want to do that because of Flashpoint. Oh, fuck that. But it, it was like, it. it was so... What's different between Flashpoint and now is like that moment happened maybe a couple of days ago. Flashpoint, he went back like 20, 20 years. years. But do you understand what they're saying? They're saying, hey, how about we go kill somebody else and we'll put him there. <laughs> yeah. They're going to make We're a clone, which would be a person right. who has life. Kill him and then leave him there again. <laughs> it's not like they say, hey, how about we make a fake body? They said, how about we clone you and we kill that guy and leave him there? I didn't think about that. <laughs> and they have Wally just... carrying the body in a, like, a black bag, like racing back towards the time. I'm like, oh, That's my what I mean. God. In a black bag because they fucking killed him. <laughs> you remember when Booster had a stain on his glasses and he just couldn't get rid of it? Yeah. His whole glasses would just be covered in blood. So I like think how it would have made more sense if Booster was the bad guy in this. I like, like how that's your suggestion. Though. Like he's like, I fucking kill people. I didn't mean it. Hey, it's okay. We gotta kill somebody else. <laughs> Real quick, it's in the future. Problem Don't solved. worry though. It's a clone, and obviously they're not people. So we're gonna clone him, <laughs> kill him. Even though right here, right now, there's two of you. Uh, don't Both take offense people. to this, but I gotta make another one of you, and I'm gonna kill that guy. <laughs> and we gotta dress him up in a suit. I'm gonna kill that guy. So it's like, uh, God, that was. Mm. Yeah. Oh wait, was this the bad book that you didn't like? Yeah. Okay. Good. Shit's awesome. Good. We we both hoped that when you came back up, uh, this would be the shit book. I read this issue and I was like, because I think it, the beginning of the series, I think it was great, uh, but I think a lot of it was based on being like, hey, let it play out, see how it, what happens. Um, I'm sure there's some reason for all this stuff happening. 
the one I keep thinking about is Harley. Mm-hmm. Like fighting those guys. Maybe I could be like, oh, there's got to be some reason. Because there's no way she's there's more no, overpowered than no Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, there's no way she beats all three of them. There's no uh, way she beats a doctor one of Gotham them. City. Yeah. I say, I say, I could see her fighting Bruce. Bruce is fine. They're both human. She is trained in martial arts. That's cool. Uh, Diana, maybe she pulls her punches. She doesn't want to hurt her. That's what I was going to say. Gets a hold Any of, of them. Gets a hold of them. Superman, stay still. Hold her and is done. I was going to say, if anything, I think Superman would be the one she could beat because he doesn't want to hurt her. He doesn't want to like use his powers to no. hurt her. She's just human. You're right. Amazon. Batman would beat the shit out of her. But I'm seconds. saying that she could stand a chance against Bruce, even though he has trained at 127 oh. different martial arts. We know. He would- uh, what was that book that we... It was, I think it was in Me and Batman. Then he like shoved her face in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. lock her out. Like He would fucking take her out in a second. Uh, yeah, okay. We should get a redone of that issue, too, and just watch him beat the shit out of her. Anyway. Uh, a book that was good this week was Ascender Number Two, yes. written by Jeff Lemire, art by Dustin Wynn. Uh, I, I was telling Garrett before the show, Marvin had stepped away from the mic. Uh, I, I, this was an amazing, amazing issue. It did surpass the first issue a lot. I mean, I'm not saying the first issue was bad. First issue introduced you to the fact that we no longer, there's no longer robots around. If there is, you're in deep doo doo because Mother, basically the Emperor doesn't want robots or any kind of machines around she's the magic bitch around town and uh so we we, we actually get to meet uh, a favorite robot from descender marvin would know of course yeah uh arf arf bandit mm-hmm. he shows up from the uh, meter in the sky and what's is it mila yep mila good old tim 21's duck yeah mila finds him brings it home and she's she, she, no she's not cleaning them but andy hears her no andy come, andy comes upon her and like is like he he's looking for he goes mila and she like turns around like oh i'm so fucked like this is a robot we're not supposed to have robots and andy's like not mad at all he's like you found my dog let me snuggle you and then he starts snuggling with the dog and forgets about her there's that panel where she's just looking at them being like what takes him home gives him a bath we get mother and her cronies or they went to ganish right first to, yep. to see the pick face king. Holy shit, that kid is ugly. Yeah, yeah. basically, mm. I don't know. They're just punishing him because he's not getting more work done yep. about removing all they robots. They need to be finding the robots. They're not doing it. This snot ass kid isn't doing his you job. You can see him just laying in his throne, just like, yeah. So here's my eye. It reminds me of uh, Lord of the Rings. What's that? Oh, where, uh, Worm Tongue? Yeah. Yeah. Mother's in charge, but they got a fake king there. Right, right. Um,. Yeah, what Alex is saying when Mother takes, she's like, well, I'm going to keep an eye on you. Takes her eye out of her head and puts in this like octopus thing to always be with that little douchebag. Like an eye octopus. Mm-hmm. He's got eyes all over. Yeah. Octa eye. That's gross. I'm going to look at you, bro. Oh, shit. And so then, obviously, we, we, we lead into one of the, just one of the best parts of this whole book. Mm-hmm. Mother goes to investigate. They've been given the signal that there's a robot, right? Bodies. Not Mother, just her vamp guard. I thought, vampire sh- I thought she showed up. She wasn't no, there. No. She was gone. That's right. She's off Earth with that stupid general. Yep. So the vampire generals, which I, I do like that these henchmen of hers are like magical beings. They're vampires. Um, so that's really cool. But basically, Andy, he can, they have like sensors all over that they can detect like robots and machines. And Andy. It seems like a spell. Yeah. They it have could a spell be. so that when there's technology, they go, oh. Because I forgot what they call it, but it seemed like it was a spell. Yeah, because it couldn't so be there's a, a beacon sensor. or something. That yeah, because I guess sensor would be a machine then. So, but uh, she, uh, Andy's like, "Hey, Mila, like, stay down." 
And then the bed. She, like, you happens, see Andy like punching this hole in the ground, like try to get something, and he comes up with like a giant ass fucking robot gun, like the plasma or laser gun. Like a laser. You guys played uh, God of War? Yeah. No. The new one? Oh no, not the new one. Oh okay. I think we talked about this last last week that I want that game. Mm. Uh, that scene reminded me of scene in God of War. Like almost really? like yeah. Damn. Let me get my big ass um, weapon. And basically, shoots Andy like yeah shoots through that vamp card like they're nothing, but like just obliterates them. And he's like, Mila, we got to go. And so. Well, and actually, Mila didn't do what she was told. She came out and killed oh, the Oh, yeah, vampire. she kills the vampire. Doesn't she laser him through the back? She stabs him stabs with a piece him. of the wood. Looks like, yeah. going to yeah. say, it looks like a spear. That's right. And then guess what? He said, hey, we got to get off this planet. She says, how? She goes, there's some uh, ships in the uh, legal parts of town uh, off site. And uh, we see Tesla. She's sitting on the ship. Tulsa. Tulsa. We looked it up. Okay. It's not Tesla, yeah. it's Tulsa. Okay. Um, yeah, which is really cool because, like, obviously she was... I read it quick, so I don't know. I read the sender, like, in two days, so... Yeah. She was the leader of... I can't she was the captain of the UGC... Yeah, there you go. The United Storm. Galactic Council, yeah. yeah they, were, they were looking for Andy. Mm-hmm. And now Andy and her are our buddies. Yeah. So it'll be cool to see which, how she wound up after the story. She obviously looks like a Han Solo, like, oh, fuck, like, my life just... Sucks now. Blah, well, who's blah. to say what her face looks like? Because when we saw the profile, maybe she and Effie got together and she ripped off Effie's face. By the way, Effie was Andy's wife. Who's dead. Who we think is dead. Who we, well, but the one thing that was great about this issue is we didn't beat around the bush looking for Tim 21. They actually just said, oh my God, this is from Tim 21. It was That that made me excited to know that this book isn't going to be just, hey, let's secretly talk about stuff. It's literally, it's in the book. Right. That's great. So, yeah, it, I think that was a great issue. I'd give it a 10. I love every single bit of it. Dustin Wynn's art, Jeff Lemire's story. Um, I think we're kind of getting an idea of what's going to be happening in this story, and they're going to go find uh, Tim 21. I, I hope that this, not that Descender ever got weak, but it did have moments that were not as good as it should have been. I really hope. You mean a moment, get it? Because there was eight issues in like five seconds. Boom. <clears throat> I really do hope that Ascender really picks it up and just, stays going because this book is so strong mm-hmm. at least in this issue i would give it a 10 bandit fell from the sky right yes mm-hmm. so we would think that tim 21 something happened maybe he's like up there or something or he likes yeah like he sent or him he sent them go send mind. him as a messenger i'm gonna send you uh Obi-Wan did you actually Kenobi? read all of the sender no yeah two days fucker you're uh nine strong nine really this issue strong nine. i thought you were basically talking about the sender round up in our no, heads this, to 10 this issue the sender was an 11 um, strong nine. This issue It's good. Yeah. All right. Next one we got is Immortal Hulk number eighteen, mm-hmm. written by uh, Al Ewing with art by Joe Bennett. Um. So the beginning of this issue, we have uh Joe. I can't think of his last name. Let's fix get, it. Joe Fix it. He is one of the personalities that Hulk turns back into when he's in the Banner form. So he's either the, Bruce Banner or Joe Fix it. He's the gangster one. Right. So does does. Bruce have uh, multiple person disorder, like what Moon Knight has? Well, Joe Fixit was an actual, like, when he turned to the Hulk. So I think, yeah, now he's just like Bruce. Okay. He has different Bruce's forms and different Hulk forms. I mean, which kind of makes sense. He, he wrote him down to, just to keep him straight. When he tur- well, I saw that, but... I mean, which I really liked when he was informing the Hulk, like, who's the Devil Hulk, yeah. like, how the system's going to work from so, now on. wait, who's Devil Hulk? Uncontrollable Monster Hulk? Yeah. Which, gray, which one's Grey Hulk? He's the one we haven't seen. There was a cover a couple issues ago where he's wearing like a gray pinstripe suit with a hat. Okay, I'll find you. That's the pimp. That's the pimp one. Yeah, right. Basically. Okay. 
Um, and then we saw last issue there was creation of an abomination from Rick uh, Jones's corpse, and that abomination is literally like he is fucked right up. behind. Yeah, that's Joe. Cool. That's it. a good cover or good good panel. Um, abomination is like right behind Hulk everywhere he goes, or Bruce Banner, or Joe Fix It. Um, it turns out that Joe Fix It is was in control for a while because Bruce. This issue starts with Bruce Banner being Joe Fix It. Well, because we opened in this issue with Doc Samson crawling out of some destroyed pile, right? Right. Now that didn't happen in seventeen. No, nope. we're, we're getting back matter with present day. Right. Well, we don't know. Or we, right, we've skipped right. a part. We're not sure what happened yet. Right. Which yeah. is, they're going to touch on it. They're doing a little, little well, flashback yeah, 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 current story stuff. Once you get caught up. There's but. Devil Hulk. Ooh. Yeah. I don't think we've seen him yet. Mm. Or at least I don't remember. Um, Rick. I thought this issue was fantastic. So uh, Horror-wise, it hits that. It's still like it's still horror-esque, especially like when that lady goes out there to see what that noise was. She comes in. And he's, she's just fucking like hanging from his mouth. Uh, abomination. A-bomb. A nation, I think. That's what we're going to call it. Yeah. Well, no, we're gonna call him A bomb because A bomb is what Rick oh. turns into, and now, but it actually is the abomination. So, so now he turns to abomination. So I'm calling him A abomination. Mm. Mm. Uh, by the way, this is the scariest abomination I've seen. When yeah, when it gets to the point where Hulk like beats him up so much that Rick, you can see two of Rick Jones' face. One's like, "Save me!" The other one's like, "Leave me!" Did Rick Jones oh, come man. back after Civil War two? No. So this is, he's like dead? No, this is a secret. So we don't know so far, but in Mortal Hulk, there's an empty grave. Rick Jones' grave is empty, and we see that the Alpha Force A base, or Shadow Base, they dug up his body, and he he became Abomination at their Using Hulk's Gamma. Abomination. Yep. But we also see, um, not Betty, is it Betty? Betty, Betty. It is Betty. Betty's not dead. Oh, she's back uh, as she's, some she's bird a Hulk. Bird Hulk. Oh, she's um, fuck, winged. Oh, Hold on, keep talking. Again. Wing Hulk. Hulk yeah. wing. A man. Hey, I like Hulk wing. Hulk, Hulk wing. Um, yeah, whatever that is. She's so she obviously scary. survived. Yeah, she's scary. Um, barely can talk, but is um obviously looking for whoever did that to her, and they're still investigating the scene where she was murdered. Red Harvey. Red, Red Harpy. Harpy. Okay. So she's that was already an established character as well. I don't know anything. So is that you know, so is Red Harpy? It used to be back in the day she turns out the Red She-Hulk. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um so now she's a Red Harpy. Hmm. Cuz Harpy's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so now she's a Red Harpy. Well, Harpy's a monster. Well, she's a monster. She's got wings. Yeah, but I call it a monster. Well, I agree. Go back I mean, to last well, week? But even Hulk gets to be a monster. Back matter? X-Files? We'll no, talk about the Harpy. No, 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 no. no. <clears throat> um Art fantastic, Joe Ben. Yeah. Oh god, story so fantastic. Uh, if I had one uh, issue with this uh, issue is that there's no fucking recap page, so my uh, short memory was like, okay, what happened last issue? Yeah, that would be nice. Every other Marvel book does, but this one for some reason Al doesn't put in there. It must be his well, he, choice. He puts that quote page in. Instead. I was gonna say that's what he has the quote. But page, I do like which the I quote think page. I was gonna say that quote page is great because it sets the tone for that issue. But reading this issue. Uh, and reading this whole series, I think there was like one issue I didn't like, maybe one or two, uh, right after that first arc. Uh, it was in that shadow shadow yeah. building, and then Sasquatch. when he fight, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, whatever. Um, but ever since then, I think it's been great. It just proves like the, this book. Uh, there was news last month how it beat Batman. It was the first like not uh, milestone issue or first number one issue to beat Batman in like twenty years, ten years, one of the two. Wow. Uh, either whatever it was, I think it's deserving. 
mm-hmm. Al Ewing. Uh, not that I want him off this book, but you know how Marvel every once in a while pushes someone to be like their next big person. Al Ewing needs to be that person. Yeah, like Nick sure. Spencer was the last one, right? Because he did Civil War two. No, he did Civil War two. What's the thing he did? Secret Empire, and he did his whole Captain thing. Uh, if anything, Al Ewing should get like a blank check to be like, hey, here's what I want to do for the next thing. Yeah. So. Which I'm excited. He's part of that Guardians of the Galaxy annual that's coming out. Yep. Yeah, that'll be um, great. And he did uh, Ultimates before, so he's good in that kind of universe. So. Who's been filling in on Odyssey? Is it Ewing? No, it's um, um, Abnet. Yeah. Abnet. Okay, Dan sorry. Abnett. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was uh, a ten for me. I really like the. Heart. I don't know what it is. I think it's all like the Hulk history and like trying to make and sense. And they of that. do know a lot about the lore, like Al Ewing does for sure. I think that he's really done his research. I have two characters. tens this week, and this is one of them. Uh, I actually might have three tens because this I would give this a ten. Now that us talking about it, it's like this was very strong. I really enjoyed it. If you're a Hulk fan, this whole series, especially like this issue when he has a list of all the Hulks and he's like trying to figure out like all this Hulk lore that we have. Now he's trying to like make sense of it. That's what makes it fantastic. I think that there's so many Hulk things. You know, Red mm-hmm. Heartbeat, Abomination, Hulk. All these things that makes me excited that they should be in this book, right? Yeah, that's what you should always do with your comic book title. You use all the characters that are in your specific title and like really use them to their best ability. I give it a ten. I I enjoyed it all the way through. Fantastic, Incredible Hulk. I would recommend it. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're not reading that series, uh, Immortal, you should be. Immortal Hulk. What I say? You said uh, Incredible. Well, that's. I mean, he's incredible. He is. Too. He is. He's, he's you're immortal. Right, you're right. He's indestructible. He's invincible. Yeah, indestructible. Whatever the fuck we want to. I just tell. wanted to be the fucking Hulk. Uh, is there ever been an Invincible Hulk? Invincible Hulk? Yes. Yep. Invincible. That was when Mark Wade was doing it. When he was wearing the metal metal suit. That was Indestructible Hulk. Yeah, Indestructible is... What did I say? Invincible? Yeah. Invincible. Invincible was Jason Aaron. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Or no, that was Incredible. That was Incredible. That was incredible. There was an Invincible Hulk. I know that. Better be next. Uh, next book, we got Doomsday Clock number 10. That's Gary Frank and Jeff Johns. The book that uh, started, what, two years ago? Uh, we're on issue 10, two issues left, so we're not going to get done this year, right? Yeah, hypothetically. <laughs> I mean, well, hopefully. We should. Uh, this issue, uh, we'll just say, and we'll talk about it. We're not going to go scene by scene, but overall... could you? We'd be here for years if we went scene by scene. We would. So I'm going to tell you like the, the main through line for this book, and we can talk about specifics as we go along. But basically what it is, is that uh, Dr. Manhattan says, I need to leave this fucking world, this watching world. I need to go and... Uh, get out of here and he decides he's going to go to a different universe and he shows up in a universe and he's like this universe is weird like it feels weird um, I can't really see the future or anything like that and he figures out how to uh, see the future again and then he realizes that in this universe which he dubs the meta universe anything that happens here affects all the other universes and the main component like everything goes through is Superman and so he tries, he like does all these experiments, he makes somebody die, see what happens, he lets them live, sees what happens, he gives somebody some information uh, about like uh, being in Hollywood and see, what's, see what happens, um, moves uh, Al, uh, Alan Scott's uh, lantern a little bit away, so that way he never actually grabs it to see what happens, things like that, because he's trying to figure out. He even moves Superman landing on Earth, like, yeah. what, 16 years or 18 years in the future? Uh, no, that is when, so like this, that's my favorite part of this book is that, so when he's looking at all this stuff, like trying to figure out this whole universe, he's seeing that it's constantly changing. Like it's never just the same, like the justice uh, society of America, they know Superman and he's part of their group. And then later on, they don't know who he is. They never met him because, and this is like the meta part, part of the meta universe is that Superman's origins changed so much 
and all these crises and stuff like that. It's always been updated to like, oh, no, he was born here. He landed here and here and here. Um, that it doesn't make sense for him to be Justice Society anymore. So when they rewrote it in like real life and in, in comic book uh, lore uh, as a retcon, uh, all of a sudden he wasn't part of them anymore. So no, part of this universe, this meta universe in which all that stuff, that's what it is. It's like when they make changes like that, it affects all these other universes because, and eventually it comes to a point where Justice Society of America doesn't exist anymore. And that's mm-hmm. what created the new 52. Right. Um, like all these fucking things, you can read this thing like five times and find all these things. But I was reading it being like, this basically is being like, this explains the whole DC universe. Every single crisis, every single thing that's ever happened, every single time they try to reboot Superman, like in this one, they show his origin like five different times. Every time they try to reboot him, um, even Ma, Pen, uh, Ma and, and uh, Pa Kent, they're like, some of them, oh, one of them, they're alive, and one of them, they die right away. They're another different, one, they have hands. So they're like, younger. Yeah. You notice, like, in the very last one, like, they're really young, and mm-hmm. the first one, they're, like, really old. And it's like, yeah, because the first time when they were his first origin, they were older. And then when they remade it for the modern times, they were young, uh, like a young couple. And uh, I just find it fascinating basically seeing the DC universe within all these changes, like somebody recognizing that stuff's changing. Because normally in comics, they don't notice. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, Superman, I thought you were born in 1938. Uh, was it mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, And now he's like 1986, right? Yep. And it's like, like nobody ever notices that. But we have to constantly change things, otherwise the dude's going to be fucking 200 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll never look over 30. I was going to say, not that it really matters. But anyways, um, I just like Dr. Manhattan seeing them and be like, what the fuck's all this? And him also being so void of humanity that he doesn't care that like, he's like, I'm going to kill this guy off and see what happens. And he sees what happens. And he goes, oh, that's cool. He's like a scientist. Yeah. He's like a fucking guy. Like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm going to give like this rat. We're going to give this guy. We're, I'm going to starve this one. And I'm going to give this guy food uh, to see how they react and stuff like that. So that's basically what he's doing with this. Whole he's people. running experiments. And I like so this issue not only is fascinating because it kind of tries to explain how the DC universe as a whole works and how it all runs through Superman, but also Doctor Manhattan. Because when we get to the end, after he does all these experiments, tries to figure out stuff, and he figures out that Superman's the main component, and he sees that Superman and him fight in the future, and Superman kills him. And he realizes at that point, he'd be like, oh, I need to change it. Otherwise, I'm going to stay dead. Well, at that point, he goes, oh, I'm the villain. Right. Because him doing all that stuff, he never. it's never for him. It's never being like, oh, I'm going to do this because I'm a good guy or a bad guy. He's just trying to figure out what's going on. And then that's when we get to the end. He's like, oh, wait, my actions have consequences. Uh, I'm the man of inaction. Like, I really don't think to do anything. I just do it. And Superman's the man of action. Uh so now they have to meet because he's going to do something about it because he feels a certain way. And I just do shit because like, I'm just like, oh, how does this work? And now all of a sudden, oh, I made myself the villain. That's why at the end he's like, oh, shit, I didn't realize like people were going to care about this. Uh, I thought that, it was, that quote at the end, though, too, where it's talking about like the dichotomy of each of them, like how they're kind of like two sides of a coin. Like that makes so much sense. He says that like Superman is the like symbol of hope and I'm the symbol of not well, of not if you that. think about it so like if you think about Watchmen right the actual Watchmen story uh in that book uh Dr. Manhattan like is very just like observing right uh he'll do stuff every once in a while like figure stuff out but he's not really he doesn't really care about anything because he exists he exists now, then, and before. Like he's all over the place, so he doesn't really live in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like basically he's just like, oh okay, like something's happening, all right, whatever. 
And uh, Superman, though, has feelings. He has relationships and stuff like that. So if something happens, he wants to like take care of it because there's reasons for him to do that. So he is that man of action to do that. So you're right. Like seeing them, that's the thing I loved about this issue is that not only does it explain the DC universe, but it's true to that character, Dr. Manhattan. And it makes sense why him and Superman have to fight. Like mm-hmm. I read this issue and I was like, I know we were worried at the beginning being like, how's he going to mix these two, like fighting each other or like how Dr. Manhattan's going to be a bad guy. Like it, it are they going to ruin that book somehow? But he's not a bad guy. He's just, doesn't have any humanity that all of a sudden he's the bad guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? When when you say bad guy this many times that makes me think of Wreck It Ralph when Zangief <laughs> is like being a bad guy does not make you a bad guy. Well, I this, just one, love, this one does make you a bad guy. I just guy. love his realization at the end and be like, oh I'm the villain. <laughs> Shit. It, it's almost like uh in Watchmen when you realize that Ozymandias is like, oh I blew up the bomb already. Like I'm not your typical villain. Like I already the bomb's already blowing up and everybody's dying. Um, and you're like, oh shit, like this isn't how like normally I expect this to happen. And so on that one, when he's like, oh, I'm the villain, like he doesn't think about things in that kind of, uh, reference. But now that he saw it all play out and he gets to the end, he's, he's like, why is Superman fighting me? Oh, I'm the villain. Mm-hmm. Like that makes him realize it's like, oh, okay. I realize now, but otherwise he didn't like in terms of what he was doing, he never saw himself as a bad guy until he saw why is Superman fight me? Oh, I get it now. Well, I mean, yeah, that's right. he's not—he's not seen the consequence. He's seen—he has seen the consequence, just not how it pertains to him. It's what has changed since I did this thing. Well, it's almost like, well, even like think about it this way. And actually, um, I thought about this other day. I was playing some Red Dead, and I read this article recently that was like, even when it's not real, uh, you know, in certain games to give you a choice. Like in Red Dead, you can be bad or you can be good, right? Uh, even if you get a choice, like, and it really doesn't matter, people have a hard time being bad in a game, like being evil. Um, you know, uh, uh, Knights of the Republic, like all those games where they give you a choice. Like being the bad guy, people are like, oh, I can't do it, I feel bad. Because, uh, you know, even though they're not real, the mm-hmm. people aren't real, they're NPCs, nothing's going to happen, uh, people still have empathy and sympathy, and that's just who humans are. So it's very strange that you get, I mean, I think that speaks perfectly about who Dr. Manhattan became because he was a person and he turned into this thing because of a failed uh, experiment and it took all away his humanity. Meanwhile, we have this alien who comes to Earth and he's, he's not us uh, physically, but he, from Mom Ken, who we saw all those times, uh, gains all the humanity throughout his life that he is more human than the actual human in this story. Um which is fantastic to me because yeah. Dr. Manhattan doesn't have those, he doesn't have empathy, doesn't have sympathy, but he also doesn't feel guilty about killing somebody to see what happens. Like for us, like a man, like in a game when they're like, hey, do you want to let this guy go or you want to kill him? And you're like, oh, I, maybe I should kill him to see what happens. Still, even then in this article I read was like, no, you probably just let him go and see what happens. Not you because you're... In, you're, in, you're, in the right. game, in the game, I am one of those people after I've, and I, I'm talking about Red Dead Redemption, number one, I haven't played two, um, when I save the person from something and they pay me the money and as they're running away, <laughs> I bring out the sniper rifle and I shoot them in the back but Alex, of the head. I think we, I think we and then I go get the money from them. I think we established in the show that you are uh, psychotic, so. Well, um, <laughs> gotta make the money somehow in the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is so crazy that, like, you know, Dr. Manhattan, 
he doesn't, like what you're saying, doesn't realize what he's doing. And I think that that fight with Superman, like he doesn't see Superman coming, only he sees him coming when he manipulates time. So, like coming at him, like there's always that scene of Superman flying towards him. So, I think by the end of the series, maybe that'll be, I mean, again, Dr. Manhattan doesn't really feel. So, I wonder if this will be... Maybe the downfall of Dr. Manhattan. And remember, when in the actual story, like the time we are in the actual story, mm-hmm. the Justice League, or at least most of the DC heroes are fighting them. And remember, that there's a part in this issue where he's like, oh, I'm fighting them. Well, he goes, I got to subdue all of you guys for a reason. You'll find out later. Uh, because he needs Superman to come there. Like, he saw that already. Mm-hmm. So he goes, I need to do this for that. So nothing he ever does is for, like, any personal reason. It's right. always like, oh, I saw this happen, so I have to do this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> It's almost like, and, and I keep going back to this, but it's very true. It's like a kid with a magnifying glass burning ants to see what happens. Like, he doesn't care that the ants are going to die. He just wants to know what happens when I burn them. Yeah. He's like, oh, looks like uh, I can burn them with this. Okay, cool. By the way, both your conversations, you said, they'll never see me coming. I thought of Iron Man 3. You'll never see me coming. And that was Superman. And then the other one that you had said was, oh, um, that he doesn't feel. And I thought of Batman versus Superman. It was... Do you bleed? You will. And that's and I just assume Superman's saying all these things. Are you sure you're not drunk today? I'm, I know I'm not drunk, <laughs> but I am, I might be a little tired. Uh, you might be Doctor Manhattan, and you're living in all these times at the same time. So, well, I think there might be a reveal because that if you remember at the end of the first issue, Doomsday Clock, Clark has a nightmare about his parents crashing into that tree. Um, yeah, but he was never there. So. I wonder if maybe that Mad Doctor Manhattan changed something, and that's the reason that they died. Was that the 1938 one where he, when they were older? No, no, no. It's the newest one. Newest. So Doctor Manhattan made his parents die in that car crash because he wanted to see what would happen to Superman if he killed their their parents early or killed his parents very early. Mm-hmm. And he found out that was the new 52 Superman. When he's like, he's devoid of humanity. He's less. This is the one that's most attached to humanity. He's more mad and angry. He's not really like the. Superman that we knew, which makes sense. A new tumor, he was always angry. People were like, this mm-hmm. is not Superman that I know. This is the guy who they kind of, uh, this is the guy who would, and this is not the same universe, so I'm not saying this is the same person, but this is the guy who would snap Zot's neck in the Man of Steel movie. Like, right. That's that kind of Superman. And it's because his parents weren't there, and it, he realized throughout those, all those origins and that his mom and dad are the ones that make him more human, and the ones that uh, show him early. how to be better. So if he killed him off early, he's like, oh, okay, now the Superman's more alien. And he left it like that. Mm-hmm. So what Garrett's saying is that he might have felt him and like, oh, my parents died. So like now he's realizing that and that's probably why he's going after Dragon Man. He's like, you did this. Right. Like none of this was supposed to be this way, but you're the one who did this. So in the, in the timeline we live now, his parents died in a car crash. I believe yes. so. I think that's the last Because they, they merged... The timelines together. Right. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. We're all awake now, but I give it a 10. That was yeah, an amazing that was, that issue. Was I, have, I have too many 10s this week, so sorry uh, there, Sergeant America. It's a good week. It's going to be a, it's, it's a great week. So. It's a good week, except for Heroes of Crisis. That would give me the, that gave me the four. But. I don't think there's a reason why not to give it a 10. Yeah. Because this really was so a very, very strong issue. I would agree. 10. I mean, we have to wait for these issues. But I think it's worth it every time we get to another I one. wonder if, because Jeff John said that this series was going to, I mean, this whole thing, you know, like Rebirth, that one shot, and then this, and there was the button, all this stuff, is leading to something to make a change to the DC Universe. I wonder if it is that 
Um, they recognize the multiverse and all these things exist again. And not only that, but everybody's timelines get shift back to how they were. You know what I mean? Like That'd no more cool. New 52. Because we're still technically in the New 52 storylines. Mm-hmm. It just became a rebirth where they changed some things. So we're going to go back to like how they used to be. You'll get the... Before rebirth, before New 52, back to... Yeah, we'll probably get Ma and Ka- Pa Kent back. Like they'll be, be still awesome. alive and all stuff like that. And uh, with Batman, we might get, you know... Actually, he didn't really change that much. Um, it's more like the background characters, like Spoiler and Stephanie Brown and all those. Yeah, get Stephanie go. Brown back as a Robin, actually. Or as a Batgirl. Batgirl. So, yeah, we might get a lot of that stuff. Might just change back. Hmm. So, I'm excited to see what happens. Obviously, we got two more issues left. And uh, obviously, that's probably going to see the last one come out around Christmas. Um, I would assume so. Well, because that's, that's what they're talking about is that when they said that, you know, Tom King's going to be done with Batman, they said we did this because there's going to be something happening right after that. That's going to change DC universe. So maybe this is trying to be synced up with that so that everything is synced up all together. So that we, I think so. I think they're looking, um, for a big kind of change again. Yeah. Uh, it's been, the new rebirth wasn't really, wasn't like a reset. It it was like a soft reset. New 52 was like a hard reset. They reset everything and origins got changed. Uh, I think they're looking to do that hard reset, but like in a way that, remembers the past and kind of brings it back because that's just been this whole thing rebirth since the beginning was remembering the past and going back to how it used to be and but it but they didn't change the timeline or the stories to really go back to that so i think that's what this is going to do that's what they got their underwear back sounds good alex what else we get already forgot (laughs) uh batman last night on no yeah yeah last night on earth uh Number one, by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. The team from New 52 has brought it back together. Uh, I, four yeah. parts. Yeah. Um, oh, that's what those were. What? The the four parts. It was telling me part four, part three. I was a little confused. <laughs> You're about, confused? About, about that part. Because I kept thinking, oh, it's telling me get ready for issue two, issue three, issue four. No, it was the book. Parts of that book. I still liked it. Still good. Yeah, it's, it's broken <laughs> didn't matter. Sections. It didn't matter that it. That <laughs> you didn't, I didn't understand that it was broken into sections. No. He thought those were ads. Yeah, I thought it was ads for, for like number issue, issue two. two oh, dude, this four. isn't a Marvel book. We don't just put a quote and then not say what the book is. Plus, it's only three issues, so yeah. Well, I knew that. And that's what threw me off. That why they're four. Um, anyway, I thought I thought it was incredible. I mean, I think that we never really got a great conclusion to the Batman arc by Capullo and Snyder, and this is truly their their baby's ending. I mean, we have mention of the Batman, like, uh, what's the device called that's going to create Batman in every generation? Well, I don't remember what it's called, but every year, every, every time Bruce dies, this machine makes another Bruce. Right. So we start with Bruce basically waking up in Arkham Asylum. I started um, looking for... That there's that line that every couple days there's a new oh, line. Oh, yeah, right, right, And he's right. driving around town to find out who's making this line. Well, until he used the satellite to view out and see what this line is connecting, it realized it's a, a white outline of a dead Batman. Mm-hmm. And the heart has a, is Crime Alley, and he goes there, and there's that kid who has the bomb. A dead kid. Or, uh, excuse me, not a bomb, uh, gun. a gun. Shoots him. Oh, and then he wakes up. And he wakes up in the future, but he wakes up, and it's not that Bruce. It's a new Bruce. Right, it's the clone Bruce, but he remembers it because he gets all his memories. Gets all the memories, oh, but so then he's... I didn't. I missed that. So that means yeah, he actually died. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Damn. 
He either died or got injured, and then another Batman got ripped apart by the people. Ah, was he? Yeah, because Batman was like, let them into the justice, uh, Hall of Justice, Hall of Justice, right. and we'll work this out. And he got ripped apart. Oh, I didn't even think about that. So there, God that, damn. So we don't know for sure he got uh, killed by the king, or the kid. He might just been injured, but he definitely got killed on that hall because they said he got ripped apart. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense and because this is a clone, yeah, that remembers everything. When he wakes up in Arkham, there's an Alfred there. Being like, sir, like we just, you're done. Like you, that, that never, never existed. existed. You've been crazy yeah. this whole time. All the bad guys you've been fighting have been orderly as their doctors. And he's looking out the window. He's like, Alfred, I didn't know. And he's like, oh, okay, fuck. Um, and he, <laughs> I know. he's like, he's really old. And he's like, I felt your pulse. Like I knew you were fucking old, dude. Dude, <laughs> that scene there like blew my mind. It, it was like, I whoa. By the way, I, let me tell you two things before we really get into this book. A. I think this book was fucking fantastic. Awesome. This is what Black Label should be. It wasn't like mature to be mature and fit the story. Yeah, they had to put a dong in there to be like, this is Black Label. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's only like a couple shits. Like shit. Like people said yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, that's it. But I think it was like the description like, oh yeah, they tore you apart. And I was like, oh fuck, okay. Well, and, um, and you know, there's other characters that show who are, have no bodies and they're talking heads. Oh, yes, that's you. I guess that. But I think they would do that in regular. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm just saying that's regular. But again, that's still one of those things that you turn the page and this has happened. Oh, this is weird. But I think the also thing, the thing I wanted to say was that I feel like, and I might be incorrect, but Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder, when they did DC uh, Metal, Dark Knight's Metal, whatever the heck it was fucking called, um, they kept saying, man, this is like, we're going to go really metal for this, like rock music, like this is really going to be. And I feel like this is more. Like, oh, this is fucking badass. And like, yeah, metal. this is more rock on. I, yeah. I, 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 love I think this it's book. also way simpler. The story, mm-hmm. like, I don't need all this bullshit about like, uh, being philosophical. I just need Batman fucking coming to an earth, which is, um, basically destroyed. And one of them telling him, Hey, nothing's going to happen. Like we already were fucked here. And he'd be like, no, I'm going to fix this. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Yep. I can't believe, though, like, that scene... So, if we go back to where we are in the story, like, Alfred's like, hey, you're two years early. Like, you're not even supposed to be ready yet to be Batman. Um, and then you can tell Alfred's, like, he's so depressed. He's so done. He's just like, man, I've had to see, like, this is the third Bruce, like, I've had to see in my lifetime. And you can just tell he's just weathered and old. And he's like, hey, my last request, like, I know you're going to go do this. Like, here's your cowl. But... uh Dude, just give me a hug one more time, and like I can't do this. Well, Wonder Woman also like she said that I only let him clone you again because he said that he just wanted Bruce back, and he didn't tell him, like we weren't planning on you being Batman ever again, right? And which it makes him more sad that now he's like, oh fuck, I'm gonna, be, I'm always like he knows in his heart that he has to be Batman, so he goes do that again. And you can tell Alfred's like, fuck, like yep, I'm gonna lose my boy again. Well, plus, also Wonder Woman was too. She was like, "God damn it!" Plus, Bruce. also in that VR world, he's like, "Hey, I made the manor, I made all this shit, and you didn't see any of it." Yeah, <laughs> he was kind of mad about that too. He was like, "I well, spent was, so long making this world, and now you want to fucking leave right away." All right, do your thing. <laughs> he should just made a VR world where he was Batman. Then he wouldn't want to leave. Yeah, but no. But he'd still be Batman, and he'd still be going against what he wanted. He would have felt his pulse again, anyways. Be like, "What the fuck, Alfred? What's wrong? <laughs> you old shit?" <laughs> uh, I just I. The tone of this book and like how it seems like almost like a Mad Max Batman. Yeah, for in sure. a sweet way, like the, like, wastelands the way like he and I think it's a very very smart thing. And I love the way that he's been. This clone uh, doesn't have the memories because Batman dies early on in that thing, and he doesn't know what's happened to this world. Because a thing that I find, anyways, 
that always kind of drags down Scott's books a little bit is the exposition and like people being like like that the two characters obviously know something but they're both talking in like exposition. But in this one, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. He has you know he doesn't have the memories of it. So Wonder Woman is explaining to him. We get the whole idea of the world because she has to tell him because he doesn't know. So he has amnesia, and so does Joker, right? Joker doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. That Joker might also be. He's, he's a bit of. He, I think he might not even be real. Nobody else talked to him except for yeah. Bruce. <laughs> I mean, um, well, he finds him like right away as soon as he crawls out. Yeah, um, in the middle of the desert. Yeah. and I was like, nah, that dude. I bet you anything, this Bruce is a little fucked up, and that guy, it's not real. So, well, well it's it's like, ahead, but. he wasn't ready, right? He wasn't ready yeah. to come out. So. It's kind of like Dark Knight Returns, where Joker's dormant until Batman's active. Now he's so it's like maybe. Yeah, Batman's the one that's fucked up, or Bruce. He's like, he needs his Joker. Well, isn't it Joker who's talking? The first, like, the white bubbles or the white... Yeah, it's him the whole time. Mm -hmm. ...is that it's Joker talking. So, I mean, it makes sense that once Batman's back, why wouldn't Joker be... And if you just read those, because I read, I went back and read the first couple pages after you figured out it's Joker, it's kind of like a love song to Bruce. Like, Well, he misses him. I mean, that's essentially what it is, that without without Batman, there's no Joker. Well, that's what he came out to. He was like, oh, you're Ben, I've been waiting for you. He's like, I got sand in this fucking thing and the, the, uh, what do you call it? Vultures. I got vulture shit in here. That was the first shit. And I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. I got vulture shit in my thing. <laughs> you know what? That was pretty funny. Um, I love this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't wait to see how this plays out. Uh, this has been the first book. Let me like, tell you this, guys. Since I've been Digital Marvin, this is the first book where I was like, I, I wish I had a physical copy of this. Because isn't it the nice? Mm-hmm. It's pretty, yeah, it's prestige it's format. Pretty, and also, nice. I read this and I was like, fuck, I want. I sh- this is the book the next book i'm gonna be like everybody like read this this yeah. feels almost like uh white knight in a way that like i like it doesn't seem the same type of book is that what i'm trying to say but it's the black label book and this before it was black label but the first like uh like a series that feels like i haven't read it before like right. white knight was like oh this is fucking good because it feels fresh this feels fresh that's what the, i was say this feel it's a refreshing batman even if it's carrying especially from, from these two who have yeah. done it for so long I expected to get more of the same shit and be like, yeah, because it doesn't really feel like Scott a little bit. Right. I was used to, I was waiting to see the usual things where he all explains something or he brings up this mythology and nothing really. It was just that two panel, it was just that two panel stretch where Bruce is getting told information. It's like, okay, it's a lot of reading, but I don't know this stuff. And neither does Bruce. Like That's what I was going to say. I was into it being like, oh yeah, what has happened? Because I don't know. This is a wholly different thing. Like, I don't know what happened since then. And those people, uh, I would have fucking kicked their ass. Instead yeah. of them ripping me apart. Right. <laughs> Superman, they're like, oh, yeah, Superman died too. And Wonder Woman. Oh, no, not Wonder Woman. Black Canary. Uh, and somebody Her else. screams were, yeah. And I was just like, I fucking want to kill them. No, I think, I think well, when you have people rampaging in that small Oh, space, then the villains yeah. were like, oh, yeah, we got it. And they killed and they the got villains the shit too. Kicked out yeah. too and dead. Um, but I think what I, I'd, I'd like, what's what's original for me is the bad guys. Like, at least I'm looking at the cover-wise. The next cover's got Bane with Scarecrow on his back. And whether I don't, hey. I, I mean, I don't know what's what. Speaking of Mad Max, you guys ever see uh, Mad Max uh, Enter Thunderdome? Nope. Mm-mm. Uh, there's a character in there that uh, wearing another guy. It's a smaller guy, and he's uh, on the back of a bigger guy like that. So well, maybe that's what. Yeah, so that's their it's own probably no homage to it. Yeah. Uh, that guy, he talks like this: Two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> That's a little guy. I mean, the big guy doesn't talk. He just brings his ass around. Well, they did say that the reason those people flock to the Hall of Justice, like there's that new cult, the Doom Cult. And one image, you see the silhouette of this Doom Cult. You don't know who they are, but they're holding Darkseid's head. Yep. I was well, like, yeah, and I was yeah, going to say, there's a villain, Omega, Omega who's yeah. like, he used to be, uh, you know him, Bruce. He used to be in Gotham. And uh, he came out of Gotham, and she's like, there's no way. And I was just like, who is it? Yeah. I was thinking, though, 
because they talk about how we have this machine and a bunch of Bruce's come out. What if a Bruce came out and turned to this Omega guy? Oh. So either that, A, or maybe Bruce didn't actually die in the Hall of Justice and now that Batman. Um, he's the killer. He's Kill Omega because I, there's no way I believe that Batman would have let them rip apart, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he actually didn't let them rip apart. He actually started to like, when they came after him, that's when he turned and like killed them. It was like, okay, I guess I'm this guy now. And he like slowly turned mad. I guess I'm this guy. And the so reason I why. almost like faked his death. Yeah. And the reason why they were okay, like cloning other Batman, because they're like, no, I need to remember my Bruce, like as a Bruce, not a bad guy like this. I don't know. It could be. I was just thinking, there's a lot that. of, there's a lot of things could be. I hope that it's not just something we're like expecting. Like it's Damon. Bane. Or uh, Jason. Yeah. Like. I hope it's Could something, be something to do with the Batman who laughs, though, too. I so hope but, they don't go there. I don't want that, though. Because that, yeah. that doesn't seem... Well, that's like, their creation. I know, but that doesn't seem as original as letting you be a different... I mean, Batman who laughs is part of this current world. <laughs> Charlie's Angels? No, it's a uh, shaft. Um, you know, I want to say, and I'll take... At Marvin underscore Zog, we're on Twitter. Tweet at me, and I don't give a shit. Uh, if you got a problem, there's another 10 for me. I agree. Ten. Yep. I mean, fuck, guys, the books we picked this, this was week, the strongest minus week one. I'm like, holy shit! It was just jam after jam after jam, mm-hmm. and that's that's great. I said this is the strongest week we've had in a long time. I will fight anybody who tells me my three tens, Hulk, Doomsday Clock, and this aren't uh, perfect books. Yeah, I had what four? You and I had four. Yeah. So it's everything I want out of those three books. That's why you have a ten. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing else that I like. When I think back over this issue, I was like, yeah, could have gone another way. I think my thing is that I like I almost make a ten B. I'd read this book again. I'd yeah. gladly oh, read yeah. this. That's what I was gonna say. I I want to read. I'm definitely want to read Doomsday Clock again. Uh, and this book too, I want to like read again. Yep. That's kind of why I want a physical. So I think I need to get the physical. Keep going. Um, yeah, this is probably gonna be the first black label book that actually ends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't believe there's only going to be three issues. It's going to be an insane ride. Um, it comes out every other month, right? Yeah. Oh, it does? I oh. believe so. Oh. I believe that's how the Black Label Yes, because I just finished up that order. Yeah, it's every other month. Oh. It's two. two oh, we got cool. Superman first uh, year one coming soon, and then they just announced a new Joker uh, Harley series called Enter Sanity or something like that. Oh, and then someday we'll get the three Joker story. Uh, that, and then someday we'll get uh, Batman Damn number three. So. I know it's supposed to come out. Uh, <laughs> We're still waiting for a creature. Supposed to come out in June. Before. I got pushed oh, yeah. back. Yeah, well, that's not Black Label. I was like, oh, I see you're talking about Black Label. Yeah. Well, we got they had to erase all the dicks. We're talking about them. every single book. I'm still waiting on Black Monday Murders. So. Oh, jeez, books never, never coming out. Now he's doing X Men. No, no. Um, last book of the night, we got Black Panther number. I can't remember ten. Ten, uh, written by Tanahisi Coates with art by Jen Bartel. Twelve might be twelve. Twelve, yeah. Okay, um, We finally have the fill in the gaps of why. Uh, T'Challa ends up in space. Um, space, 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 um, First off, before I even get into the story, Jen Bartel's art in this issue was, as Alex would say, aces. Like, just absolutely 12. amazing. It was 12. Um, the way that he makes all the characters look, like, even, like, Storm, like, looks so, like, wow. Like, these all look like gods. Like, the way that Jen Bartel draws them. Well, I think I was... It was from issue six. Was one of the best looking issues in a long time. And when we had talked about this on the forecast, or we had talked about it on something else that Jen Bartel was coming back on, hell yes, this this issue will look amazing, mm-hmm. and it it delivered. Yeah, 
I think like she's going to be one of the bigger names just rising. Like she's just doing incredible. Well, I think I mean if you're not reading Blackbird, that book looks it's beautiful. It is so the good. art is fantastic, and a lot of that does deal with the colorist in that book. But in the coloring was great in this issue. Mm-hmm. And is I it Jordy was it Jordy? I don't know. Uh, let me look. Keep talking. Why don't? Well, yes. Well, so getting into the story, so the story opens up with Mbaku talking to um, the leaders of the planet of Agwe. Yeah, uh, yeah it's and the their people. plan is to lure um, Njadaka to the planet, but have already evacuated all of the Wakandans, and then blow it up. Yep, and um, kill Killmonger. And Mbaku's like. Why this doesn't make any sense? Like you're gonna murder a lot of people, and he's like, "That's the point. We're gonna evacuate people." That's what that would. That's what blew my mind. Garrett, we're gonna evacuate everybody, and then we're gonna lure uh, Killmonger. But you're gonna kill everybody. No, we're gonna evacuate everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're gonna blow it up. I know, but so you're destroying an entire planet. I suppose. Just- Rather than trying to defeat your opponent, you're giving up. You're you're taking the cheap way out of just yeah. destroying everything. You're like, well, we'll just leave, but then we'll kill him in the process. Yeah. Um, so that part was interesting. That's kind of just keeping you interested in like the current story. But the most interesting aspect of the story is T'Challa's backstory on him coming to um, Space Wakanda. I think she colored herself, Jen. Yeah, she oh, did it herself. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It looks great. Oh, it looks great. Um, I so, can't find anybody credited. So mm, T'Challa, like basically, so Wakanda is probably most well known for being the source of vibranium, but vibranium came from space when it landed on Wakanda. Space, 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 space. and so basically, there was all these factions growing that don't trust T'Challa as a king. Um, and so, to prove that um, Wakanda is more than just vibranium, um, which is part of the story, I I was like, what? He's trying to find the source of vibranium um, to be able to study it more. Um, and I get that. And Shuri, uh, he was trying to explain to Shuri, like, hey, we're more than vibranium. Like, we're a, our nation is not just solely about vibranium, which is why he, you know, starts studying where it comes from. And he sends a team out there. Um, and then they never see that team ever again. And T'Challa regrets that because he, sa- he sent innocent people on a quest that he didn't think would be impossible to accomplish. And they, I mean, no one comes back. So he feels like he's tasked with having to go out there and, you know, he struggles. He talks to his family members. He talks to his wife, says, I need to go find this. I need to see what happened. By the way, I'm, I miss T'Challa being married to storm. Isn't he still married to her? He left while they were still married. I guess so. I guess maybe in this one, but last I knew he wasn't with her anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, I I don't think before they they got divorced at some point. Okay, so that's a little weird then. But but who's to say when this time period is? When you travel before, yeah, yeah, true. He may have traveled back in time. True. Since he's currently in the Avengers book and stuff right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So basically he goes out there. He's with, uh, what's his face from the new Avengers run in Avengers? Uh, Yeah. Right? Because that was the lieutenant that worked for Killmonger. Huh? It was Manifold. Right now, but before, it was him and T'Challa were going out yeah, to space. Yeah. Right. Um, and oh, then, that, that's right. This is in the past. Right. And so they head into space. They go through like a black hole. And then T'Challa wakes up 
in a apt space Wakanda. Yep. And he's greeted by Njadaka saying he doesn't know that he's T'Challa or he maybe he does. And he's like, welcome to the space empire of Wakanda, blah, blah, blah. I must have missed that part. I must have missed the last little bit that that was Killmonger. Yeah. Okay. It's not M'Baku. Well, and that was the thing. It didn't look like anybody knew him. Eden. Because he, he says he's the Eden. emperor. Manifold, he calls him Eden. When oh, okay. Oh, fuck. We like, Manifold sounds way cooler. Ah. Yeah, but if you were a superhero, I wouldn't call you by your superhero name. Why call not? you Alex. What the fuck? Unless we're in public. We're on the same fucking ship. Well, I suppose we're, if we're on the ship, we're in the hideout, I suppose. We you think what would be a superhero name? Just pick I don't know, Apex. Apex. You think I'd be like, hey, Apex, or I'd be like, hey, Alex? I'd say Alex. I probably, actually, you know what? I might keep it Apex. That way I don't fuck up when I'm in public. I'd say you'd like, end up just calling my real name in hey, public, Alex. and then oh, I get stabbed. Hey, AP. We're to the way, so. Shit. <laughs> um, I thought this was great, because, you know, I think what we've all been wanting to know is how did T'Challa get to this place? Yeah. How does he not remember who he is? Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. And we realize it all comes down to uh, Killmonger. Doing what he does best, he captures T'Challa he, right away. He welcomes him to Space Wakanda, but clearly turns him into a slave right away. So maybe he does know that he's T'Challa because his mind's wiped. And so maybe he's the one that instigates all of this to this point. I like that Jen's art was great. Uh, I like kind of seeing the backstories because we're going to propel us to the end of this uh, arc. Even though this is like the second, I think, arc of this series. I feel like the whole thing is all one arc. Mm-hmm. Um, these are like mini arcs. I did actually see, I don't know if you guys consider this spoilers or not, but this whole storyline with the Space Wakanda ends on issue 15, and then it starts a new thing. Mm. Uh, when I was trying to look at <laughs> cool issue that. 12. So. Well, I saw that the next arc is him making contact with Earth, so this must be before something. Yeah, so the next uh, issues lead to uh, uh, him trying to get back to Earth, so mm. issue 15. The, you know, in all honesty, not a spoiler, because at least there's a light at the end of the road. I was getting a little burnt out. Obviously, the, the Jen Bartel art really did kind of reinvigorate my excitement for this book because I was I was I was drowning in the mud mm-hmm. so I'm I would uh, this would be an eight this is a good issue Did you say driving in the mud I was driving in the mud Dr- no drowning in the mud sorry oh, okay. enunciation I promised these guys I would talk about I it. would give it an eight too because I thought the beginning was I don't know it was interesting but like doesn't make a whole lot of sense that this rebellion faction instead of like fighting like they've been doing they're like well the only way we're gonna win is we evacuate the planet and blow it up when he's there like eh. uh maybe another thing that might uh propel you to the end the next three issues the lot before 15 or like uh 13 14 15 then you know kudos back oh shit yes oh snap so we're gonna get the finale with him back so uh this was a strong eight for me um, like the art. I think like, this is the first time we've all agreed on literally every book except yeah. for eight too I, yeah. wasn't eight. I was looking up that yeah. eight's ten 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 nine uh, do you think possibly? Do you think Black Panther's uh, favorite planet is uh, Mercurus? Could be. Might be one of the water, water planets. planets. Yeah. <laughs> Pluto. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it. It well, is good. I'm just trying to think of whether he calls other planets. Oh. Mercurus, water, water planets. planets. It is good, um, but I'm so <laughs> excited for them to like kind of get back to Earth and figure out what's going there. Will there no longer be a colony in space of Wakanda? Uh, will there be some kind of deal between the space colony and Earth so that like vibranium shipments return and then they, I don't know. We'll find Possibilities, out. I mean, a lot of possibilities. This is, one of those, this is one of those books that I'm excited to see where it has to go, but I'm also 
I'm, I'm ready to see where it goes. It goes next. Yeah. Can you name enough of my mom if you want? Doris. Doris Pringle for all. There we go. Black Panther number 12. Doomsday Clock number 10. Stevie. Heroes in Crisis number uh, 9. Um, no, I did do that. Shit. I don't know why I point at you. Cinder uh, number 2. Yep. And uh, Batman Last Night on Earth number 1. one. And Immortal Hulk, excuse me, number 18. Uh, and oh, I reset mine too. Those are the books we got this week. We're going to read this week. Uh, make sure you pick them up at your local comic shop or uh, wherever you get your comics. Once again, not going to pressure you to do either way. Do you do what works for you? Sometimes, you know what? You get an issue, though, and you want to get a physical, go get a physical copy. Um, like that Prestige. Uh, that was an error on my part. So, you know, I might get that physical. I just want to see it feel in my hands. Or maybe I just wait till the whole thing's out and I get it trade. No, you want to get, get the issues. Prestige format's pretty cool. Let's say get the issues. It's got ads in it? No. No mm-hmm. ads? Nope, no answer. All right, there we go. Well, welcome to uh, Wednesday Comics News. We used to what did it used to be called? It used to be called uh, Pastrami News. There you go. And then before that... Pastrami's we, dead. Yeah, so. Pastrami, we killed... He's uh, moldy. Well, because we uh, killed Steve. Mm-hmm. No, Steve went to jail, I think. No. No. No, Jimmy, no Jimmy's dead. Steve is... Jimmy died. Steve's Steve still is arrested. Around. Um, is he dead, too? Steve... You know what the most... Though, I, think, I, think I think I just got beat I just up. beat him up, yeah. And so he got away and he killed Pastrami. Steve is Wally, I got it. Yeah, he, he got away and he killed Pastrami. So he's on the loose. He, we are looking for Steve, but uh, Pastrami is gone. So in his honor, the honorary uh, Pastrami news, now we're just going to call it Wednesday Comics News. That's where we're doing some news segments. Uh, first up here, uh, Garrett brought it up before we started recording. Confirmed now, Robert Pattinson will be mm-hmm. the Batman. Um, actually, you know, it's fucking hilarious. The the headline that I saw that the first one that came out that goes from Deadline or something like that was Robert Pattinson is Bruce Wayne in the Batman, and I was like, do they not realize that he is Batman too? Because <laughs> it just said Bruce Wayne. It wow. is a Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Um, but they also confirmed in that I don't know if you know this that it's going to be a trilogy. Yeah, because they said they want him to sign on for two more, and he yeah. only signed for the first one so far, which I'm like. Why would you ever give him a contract for one movie to sign? Like yep. sign. Why would you not sign that? Like right away, three pack. Here you go. So they want a new trilogy of Robert Pattinson. Uh, Garrett, walk us through this uh, before uh, we turn the mics on. You're talking about some people have some issues with Robert Pattinson. What were you saying? Well, I think a lot of people think of his most popular entry in his acting career, which would be Twilight. Uh, he played Edward Cullen. Um, and I think we've talked about, I think most of us have seen some of the Twilight movies or if you haven't, whatever, if you have seen them, it's not that like he's, he's not a bad actor by any means. He's just acting with what he's given. So it, the storytelling, I'm trying to think of like other stories like maybe Henry Cavill, Superman, he could probably be the best Superman ever, but when you have such a horrible story, it's hard to be the best actor like to be well, portrayed in such good light of your acting ability. When you're directed to be this way, you know, right. I need you to act like this. You need to be this character. You're not. And I don't think I don't think the Twilight movies were horrible by any means. I think he actually did a great job acting in those. Um, there's other movies that you can see in his repertoire that is like so good. Uh, one that comes to mind for me is Remember Me. So I could the moody, brooding Bruce Wayne. I could see. Um, I don't know. I've seen was, some other movies. That he was mentioned. also in Good Time. I haven't seen it. I saw it was on Amazon. I'm going to check it out because I heard he's fantastic in it. Uh, it's a movie about uh, his like brother gets kidnapped and he goes trying to get him back. Uh, a lot of people, it's like an action movie that's trying to be realistic. A lot of people say that 
uh, reminds him of the raid. Obviously, it's not kung fu or anything like that, but it's like an action. Uh, so I'm going to watch it. They say he's fantastic in it. So I'm going to watch that because I think feel like that'll be the closest to him being uh, Batman. So, so actually, he's going to fight. I'm cool with that. I'll watch that. Yeah, and I'm the only thing I think about when like Ben Affleck was Batman is like they did all the CGI fighting and stuff like that. I'm like, please just get a stunt double or like make him actually do fighting like in the Dark Knight trilogy. I want to see legit fighting technique, not like. Whatever, super speed kung fu because how strong I am and punching your face. Or that I would also say that, and I, I love those uh, movies. So it's is not a slight against them, that, but that's just how he wanted to do it. Nolan, mm-hmm. even in his films, uh, Batman fights, but the way he cuts really quick, it's not like you actually see anything. Uh, it's meant to not look, always. There's it's meant like, to look high. when, huh? When he fights Bane, that's the only time you see him actually fight. When, no, when, in, in Batman Begins, you see it a lot too when he's nah. fighting Raz. No. Only, the only time you don't is when he's like in that. It warehouse. cuts a lot. Like it goes, he goes to punch, and then it cuts when he lands. It so you don't actually see it fully because he's not actually punching him. Yeah, I suppose. You go watch a Jackie Chan movie mm-hmm. and see how there's no really cuts, and you tell me they both look the same. Go watch I, the no, raid. I, I would agree. Go watch the raid and tell me that they both look the same. Okay. okay. I say when you say the raid and stuff, and that makes me excited to go. Okay, that that would be what I would expect from my Batman. Is you're in a hallway, you got to fight your way through it. And that's what I want to see. I want to see him like, I want to see a like a one take. Robert Pattinson as a Batman. He's going down a hallway. There's all these bad guys, and give me a fucking hallway scene. They do it all in these Marvel series, like Daredevil. Those fight scenes, right? Mm-hmm. That is what I'm talking about. Like even in Arrow, those fight scenes, like they don't cut. Like you can see, they actually choreograph. There's choreography, but it's an easier way to do it. Like uh, you just do a scene by scene. Like I pretend to punch Alex, and then you cut. Because if there was choreography, obviously Alex has to block it, but you need to see all the movement so they don't cut. Mm. Uh, I'll show you what I mean in a second after this podcast. Um, I'll send it to you. Uh, <laughs> Are you and I going to fight? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I, I think he's going to be a great Batman. I'm a little concerned about his Bruce Wayne, only for the fact that I'm just curious how he's going to go about his portrayal of Bruce Wayne. I'm excited. I'm excited, though. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, for, I'm definitely uh, giving him a chance. Like, You know Cedric's coming back, baby. So... He was good in that movie, as Cedric. Like that, I mean, yeah. like he was really like a beat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like I would imagine that's how Bruce Wayne to be, like the fake Bruce Wayne. You know I was mean? right. say Bruce. Bruce has to be the playboy, so he's got to be eccentric. He has to be like, okay, I want you to throw out stuff, and then you get to see that the broody side of him. Uh, more importantly, we actually hopefully we'll get to see detective work, and that is the biggest. Well, thing that was about, Matt Reeves yeah. said. Like he said, oh, they don't do detective work in these movies, and that's what he wants to do. Holy mm-hmm. shit! I don't even, like. I, I don't even care who the bad guy is. I just want to know that. Before we get to him, we gotta figure out who it is. I first. think I think uh, uh, if you read that interview with Matt Reeves, um, he basically wants to make this a detective movie first that has Batman be the character, then make a Batman movie where he does some detective work. You know what I mean? No. So it's gonna be really like a detective. I think he said noir, like a noir mm-hmm. kind of movie. Um, and that's what why if there was like a mystery over three movies that was trying to be solved. Possible. I mean. If It'd be fine if there's them. a big boss man, but there needs to well, be... Well, did you guys hear who uh, the villains are for the first movie? Well, I guess... It, I don't know if it's rumored or... Com- I don't think mm-hmm. it's confirmed. It's just rumored. Uh, it's uh, Catwoman and Penguin. Really? Is that kind of drop your excitement? Or what you I, thought I, heard, I thought I heard Riddler and... Riddler uh, was also going to be in it, but I think he's going to be set up for like... It uh, might That might be the guy who's the big bad overall, but... Hmm. Uh, I hear Catwoman and Penguin. Penguin, it makes sense because you can make him just a gangster. Yeah. Um, he could be his first guy, and it's really like... You know, nobody that's super crazy. And then Catwoman probably will be in it, but not really. I would expect her to be, like, involved, but not, like, the main villain. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Penguin, the main villain. 
I, I don't know. I think for me it would be one of those things. We've I really seen, don't like Penguin. I think we talked about that. We've so. seen we've seen that combination though already. Hey, like, he might change his mind. Like, or that may just be a rumor. You're right. You're right. It could be rumor. But part of me is just like, okay, if we're going to do, I'd almost rather see like the gang war thing then. Do a black mask. We haven't seen black mask yeah. before. Do Scarface. Killer, Killer White. Scar- I, I still like the ventriloquist. I think that's a sweet idea. I think he'd but, make it creepy. A little dead silence. There's the, but we'll see. We'll see what happens because there's, there's a, a lot of magic. options. You guys ever seen Magic with Anthony Hopkins? Batman's got mm-hmm. a lot of bad guys to choose from. Yeah, Dummy's alive. I do want to see a new take on the Riddler, though. Like I want to. See I do too. Riddler I want to see like a Zodiac kind of uh, Riddler, mm-hmm. where he's like leaving clues. What's and in the box? He's like how the Zodiac killer would like uh, tease the police people, being like, "You're not going to figure out who I am." You're like, "You're not going to," figure... and they didn't. But he would leave them like too many clues. So stuff to decrypt. They had to decrypt yeah. his messages before they even figure it out, and then the messages would be like, "You're not going to figure out who I am." So they wasted so much time trying to decrypt his messages that. It was, I don't know. That's how I see the Riddler as. Like, yeah. if you're gonna, and I, if you're gonna have a character, it's not just gonna be, you know, we both we did a commentary for Batman Forever. I like that movie. Yeah, I grew up with that movie. Mm-hmm. But he's not gonna leave one word riddles that are like shit you can find on a popsicle stick after you eat them. <laughs> so like, well, I want to see more than like Arkham Knights or Arkham Arkham game stuff. Yeah, do it where you have to, you know, eventually you work into finding out who it is, or you know, Riddler leaves you a box, a. a um, deciphering box that after you've done enough things, he gives you a clue to figure it out. Like, I mean, I want it to be this big thing. I, I, I don't well, know. I did read I an article with Matt Reeves where he's trying to include a bigger chunk of the rogues gallery instead of just only a couple of years. Yeah. yeah, he wants, to, like, I mean, that's it, what I mean. I don't think Catwoman and Penguin are going to be like the only people in it. I think they'll just be in it. You yeah. know what I mean? That's fine. Uh, next story here this is a rumor, but, uh, there's a lot of uh, stuff behind it that makes it seem like it, it actually is happening. Um, or, I mean, what uh, what's actually happening is like that Sony wants to do this. I don't know if you saw this. Mm-hmm. Sony wants Tom Hardy's Venom to be in Spider-Man 3 and not Deadpool. So there are no plans to add Deadpool to MCU Spider-Man 3, but Sony desperately wants Tom Hardy's Venom in this movie. Um, so they want to have uh, him show up in that movie. Which, I mean, Sony and uh, Spider-Man, uh, the third Spider-Man movie and villain, I mean, Venom, uh, once again, they're trying to put Venom in a nope. Spider-Man movie. Like, it's not the creative choice, but I mean, they're just Sony. What, what's with Sony, what's with Sony and their love for Venom to, like, push him into Superman? Venom, Venom's movie, a fine me. character, but he's... I think they just realized that they just destroyed in the international market I was going to say Venom. And they're like, just like, we've got to have Venom in that movie. But that Venom is not really a villain. So, would they just, like, team up? Or what? Ew. I feel like it'd be more like a cameo. Then you'd end up doing, what, Ultimate Carnage or whatever it's called, where they end up fighting Carnage. I don't want... No. Well, see, I think at the end of the day, Marvel will say yes or no to it. Yeah. You So, actually, something I found out from this article, which I didn't know, was that... Um, shit, what's his name? Tom Holland mm-hmm. uh, is not on a Sony contract. He's on a Marvel contract. Like, yeah. he's contracted through Marvel... To make, I think, six Spider Man uh, appearances. So, Infinity War and um, Endgame count and Civil War. So, he has three of these movies to do. So, he's uh, at four because he did his own Spider Man movie. Yeah, yeah. So, he's at four. So, he's so he has two more. One left after mm-hmm. Far From Home. Yeah, so that means that Spider Man 3 would be a Marvel movie because he's contracted under Marvel. Yeah. So, that, like Garrett was saying, that just proved like they can want what, they all, what Sony wants, but it's going to well, be up to Marvel. Why, yeah, they're always obsessed with trying to set up the Sinister Six. They're always obsessed with these like really bad ideas. It's like, why don't you just tell a good Spider-Man story 
and shut up. Well, see, they've already they've already built up to good things. You brought in characters that we've never seen before, and you've already led into Scorpion is to be it, whether he's in this one or not. I doubt it, since we kind of confirmed everyone else is going to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's your third villain. You got someone new that you've never seen before that actually does kind of serve a purpose as a great arch nemesis. It doesn't have to be a goblin. It doesn't have to be a venom. It doesn't have to be these overpowered guys that everyone wants to have. But if I could get a cloth wearing green goblin, I would I be mean, down. I would gladly take a goblin. Like if anyone could fix the green goblin problem since there's ever been a big screen Spider-Man movie, wouldn't it be the Marvel Universe? You would think so. Um, like studios. We'll talk about that in a second here. Okay. Uh because we're going to get to a little bit of Marvel talks. So this, this part here uh, stems off to the next story, which we uh, know is confirmed, at least uh, that they're going to introduce it. We don't know what capacity, but... And so in this article, talking about Venom being in that movie, this is how that worked, because he's already been in his own movie, and they nobody knew who the fuck Spider-Man was. Um, there was speculation that with the introduction of the multiverse, which we learned from the far away, far from home uh, uh, trailer in which uh, Mysterio says he's part of a different universe and he's a good guy in that plan, uh, that universe and he's, he needs help now, that they would introduce that Venom through that multiverse thing that he would show up in that one and be like, hey, who are you? And be like, uh, so. See, uh, my deep down side, I want the multiverse to be, I want it to be legitimate, but I want this one to be bullshit from Mysterio. That's the thing, though. We don't know if that's true or not. So if it turns out to be true... Then it opens the floodgates for that's where the X Men come from. That's where Fantastic Four comes from. They can just be like, "Oh, I exist in the other universe, and now we're all together." Um, I would rather easy, them. I rather them just be late to the game. That's gonna say it would be an easy way to introduce them all, but also it's kind of lazy. Yeah, I, like, I hate oh, that. I was in the other universe. I'm no. popping in now. I would hate that. And then for them to all decide, hey, we're gonna hang on this one together. I also think it muddies the waters in a way because yeah. then you can have them go back and forth, and it's like if they ever want to do anything, like let's say for somebody to die. Uh, they could be like, oh, let's go get that person. Like Tony, what if they went to a different universe? Like, hey, no. let's get Tony. Yeah, dumb. And so it, it 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 doesn't make it as reasonable. It's fine if it's multiversal, but don't bring in these characters that belonged elsewhere, and that's why they can show up. I don't mind if it's you know we came from Mysterious in its own world. Craven was here. These guys don't be- don't belong anywhere else out in Sony world or twentieth century. I'm Fox hoping world. there's no multiverse. I think Endgame was complicated enough with the time travel and the different realities and things like that. I think if there is a multiverse, let's not dissect it so hard. I think you need to go back to a simple A to B line and be like, hey, this is the universe we're in. I don't want to be jumping around universes and introducing different concepts just to bring in superheroes. It's like, then continuity is just fucked and you could literally do anything. I think, yeah, that takes out of it being like, like the realness factor. Yeah, and people would be disinterested. We, we, I mean, we live with it because we just know that's comics. Like, people die and come right. back all the time. So, yeah, it makes sense that there's other universes, whatever. But in a movie, to like for Tony to die in, in, in I think at this point we're okay, right? Yeah, Endgame, no, we're way past Tony that. to die in that movie, it, it really uh, uh, touches you because you know, like, that's it. It's final. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is this universe, he's dead in this universe now. Whereas in comics, if Tony died, I'd be like, yeah, he's going to come back in four months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they'll find a different version of him. Or a cat like Cap, he'll, he'll come from his dreams and be a captain. So. Ghost or like we just learned from uh, Bruce Wayne, the clone machine. So, of course. Yeah. You know, the weird thing is that for me, you want to be so log- logistical. I don't care that there's a clone machine. It makes sense. <laughs> uh, so, stemming off of this, stemming off of what you just said, too, 
uh, the rumors off of Endgame is that the next phase of the Marvel Universe is going to be sent around uh, Norman Osborn. Uh, they're going to introduce mm. him, and he's yes. going to be the like the big bad, and they're going to introduce the um, uh, Dark, Dark Avengers. Avengers. That's cool, and that'll be what the next they because they they had mentioned uh, he had mentioned that the next one is not going to be so grand. The mm-hmm. next one it's going to be a bunch of smaller movies that are more contained, but there'll be a more realistic villain that is a smaller scale, but still like in a way that's different. So people were like, oh, it's probably Norman. Please. He's probably going to buy the Avengers Tower because Tony's dead, obviously. So she might give that up. Like, why do they need that anymore? Um, and then he, you know, they make that storyline happen. Because by doing that, they can have Norman show up. He'll be in the Spider-Man movies. Uh, and he'll be in the Avengers movies. Like, that makes an excuse for why he would show up in a Spider-Man movie, show up in another Avengers movie. Uh, and then you can go to Dark Avengers and have some sort of big Avengers movie where they fight each other. So, Oh, God, yeah. Please. So we'll see. And that was a rumor that that's the next kind of phase, which I assume either at Comic-Con, which is coming up, or at uh, D23, which is later in the summer that they're going to announce their next phase because we really don't know anything about it besides the movies that are obvious that are coming up soon. Um, I keep seeing things on Facebook showing me, you know, all these different titles. Of yeah, movies it's all fake. Where it's yeah. like Captain Marvel and the Valkyries. It's clickbait, Alex. So, clickbait. Well, and I never click it, but I was like, I know I saw a bunch Cause, of YouTube because when I, I see the, the Spider-Man thing, it's the 1990s Spider-Man symbol. It's like, yeah, that's not it. Whatever the movie is that ends that next phase is going to blow everyone's fucking minds. I know. It's either going to be like Dark Avengers or I've heard rumors and like this is way reaching. I don't think it happened like a Captain America four or something. There's going to be some fucking hook at the end of that phase that's going to be insane I mean, well there is going to be captain America. Well, the hook going well, i know i know but i mean like you mean steve rogers right uh isn't he going to be in that loki series i don't know it's a rumor i heard they said that they would figure out how captain returned all those gems in the loki series because really? he, he has to take back the one that loki took that's true so that'd be pretty awesome i was thinking of like a cool idea in the next couple of phases like instead of like doing another movie what if they did like five to ten minute scenes as like a mid-credit scene instead to kind of show him doing all those things. I don't think it needs a full movie, but just like have certain scenes of him returning the stones. I guess that would be changing the entire format, but I just think like, you know, maybe they for this next round of movies, they want to try something different with the end credit scenes. So oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, just kind of like maybe. sprinkle it in That's there, what I hope they do. I hope we like the next, I feel like the first three phases were kind of like one big thing, mm-hmm. similar to uh, Black Panther. Uh, and I hope the next one just like does something different. Right. We don't just get the same thing over again. Oh, there's Big Bad again. Um, and when I mean Big Bad, I mean like universe ending Big Bad. Yeah. Like I want somebody who can end the Avengers, but doesn't want really want and wants to take over the Earth, not really destroy everything. Galactus. Uh, Doom. Next one here, not really that much information, but I kind of wanted to, we all uh, play games, so I just wanted to figure it out. Uh, that Avengers game will be at E3 from Square Enix. Uh, the people who made the Tomb Raider games. Yeah. Uh, they announced that it's going to be a multi-year, multi-game licensing agreement. It's going to be a game that it's like going to be ongoing. So, uh, me and me and Garrett are kind of used to this, like kind of how Destiny is, where yep. like they constantly release like seasons. Uh, that's kind of how what they envisioned the Avengers game. They said it was going to be co-op driven, mm-hmm. or you can play single player. Yeah, you can said. do solo stories, otherwise co-op missions. And yeah. so it's going to be like an ongoing thing. So I just want to get your take as like them building kind of uh, Avengers uh, world, in a way, we'll say. One, uh, depends on who I can be in the crew. Dude, That's the thing. You're going to have to get PS Plus, buddy. No, I know, but I'm saying depends on who I get to be. If there's only the six options, the main six, 
Uh, Marvin's captain. I think it's going to be thing. way more than that. Are you going to be able to be, make uh, your own character, or is everybody going to be running on as Captain America? Because if it's like a whole connected universe, like what, what they said, mm-hmm. connected like a uh, world, uh, like in Destiny, when we play Destiny, like everybody's on there. You can see other people. Obviously, yeah. I don't, we don't talk to them. Right. Because, uh, <laughs> come on, I don't talk to strangers. I, my mom taught me better. <laughs> Um, but you see other people, but if you could be like a specific character, we would be, there'd be like 50 Captain Americas like in New York. Maybe yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then again, there's so many characters. Right. I feel like they're like, going to open can, the If you can, if they made it so like, hey, every single Mark character that's ever existed, you can pick, then fuck, I'm going to be, you can be like Cosmo the dog. Oh, it'll, be, it'll be pizza dog. It's going to be amazing <laughs> though. Like, I, I'm be thinking Hawkeye. that is like, they haven't really had, they've had Injustice for like Justice League stuff. There's not been a good Avengers game sans Marvel vs. Capcom in years. You guys like those two weird games? But that's, is that yeah. a good studio? Yeah, I haven't played the third one. I've played the first one is great. I haven't finished two. Two's pretty good. Uh, three I will eventually get when it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, couple more here. We're kind of uh, running a little bit long here. Batman writer Tom King is going to co-write the new Gods movie. So what do you guys think about that? Tom King. It's DC. Who gives a shit? Well, he did write Mr. Miracle, which is one of the new Gods. So he's going to be writing that movie. Well, he wrote the new but, Gods book too, didn't he? Wasn't there oh, the Omega Man? It's Omega Man. Omega Man. That's the, but doesn't that deal with new Gods at all? No. no. That's Kyle Rayner being the White oh. white Lantern. Yeah, it's about Lanterns. Um, what do you think? So he did, he did, did a lot of new Gods stuff in Mr. Miracle. So he's going to be able to do that for the big screen. He's never really done anything like that. I'd say that's the only thing is, yeah, he can write these he's, characters. Oh, I guess he's fine. co-writing. He's co-writing it with the director. So I don't know. I mean, he's wrote some great epics, but he's also wrote some disappointing endings. Yep. So I don't know if I really trust him to go from the comic books to the movie script that quickly. Another thing is, we're going into the DC world. Yes, there's been some decent movies that have come out of it. Uh, we're getting reamped Batman and stuff. Wonder Woman's been, been fine. Aquaman, Shazam. There's things that are good, and maybe we're on the uphill, up up the hill now instead. But New Gods, it's kind of like getting into the Eternals from Marvel. If that were to happen, I don't know enough about it. And the excitement for me is very minimal. Until I see more things, and things seem to be more solidified, there's nothing to be excited about yet. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this, I can I, tell you that you, I'm maybe playing Riddler in the new Batman trilogy. <laughs> yeah, no, what, what you're saying, yeah, is ex- absolutely how I feel too. Uh, we should wrap this up because it's a getting super fucking hot in here. Yeah, yes. and then B, I really have to go to the bathroom. Okay. Uh, I hope you comics? leave that in the show. Six oh five. I'm gonna leave that in the show because people need to know how I'm rushing along here. Wednesday Comics six oh five at gmail.com. Twitter is at Wednesday Comics at Garat twenty one eighty eight at Alex Mastrello at Marvin underscore Sogwaro. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash uh, Wednesday Comics Podcast. Uh, you can visit our sponsor that is uh, RootsOfSwampThing.com and use Swamp Thing series hit the DC Universe. So go there and figure out what he thought of it. I uh, might hear from him on our show pretty soon too. We'll let you know. Uh, make sure we have a book club. Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Marvels written by Kurt Busaic with art by Alex Ross. There you go. 605-215-1849 is the number to call us. Leave a voicemail about that or anything you want to. Subscribe to the show on everywhere you can get your podcast. But uh, you know what? It's too hot to think of an ending for this show and I got to go to the bathroom, which makes you, you know, when you really got to go, uh, you get like get all hot and stuff. So like I'm like a volcano right mm-hmm. now and uh, we get a blast off. My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone. Keep turning those pages. <laughs>